1: guys welcome back to another episode of awkward sex and the fucking city another week another week has gone by do you ever just find yourself being like holy shit like a week just went by and it feels like nothing like what is time because time is the most horrifying thing in the world and the fact that never stops is truly horrifying and keeps me up at night sometimes just sometimes i'm just coming out you know strong on this podcast just get just straight into it um before you talk about anything or have this episode i don't know what are words (laughs) my job requires me to be on the phone and like chipper and like happy um to a million strangers so i sometimes then all of a sudden when i'm just talking with friends or with aaron or by myself because i talk to myself all the fucking time or doing this podcast i find myself um not knowing words anymore let me know if that happens to you as well as so I don't feel as crazy. And I don't feel crazy actually, because I know exactly where that problem comes from. But here we are, just straight out the gate. What the fuck is going on with you, Natalie? Um, first off, I just wanna remind you guys that my show, Awkward Saxon City, is going to be at Littlefield on June 18th. The doors open at seven show at eight it's a great lineup gabe gonzalez jen keith is on the auxx tour sydney washington who just is fucking amazing and myself it's gonna be a great show there are live streaming tickets available as well if you are not feeling comfortable inside still like that's absolutely okay i don't want you to ever feel that you should be at a certain place as you know the nation as new york city reopens like that's fucking bullshit they didn't even give us time to prepare um about like the new indoor rules. So no, wherever you're at. My live streaming tickets are available and so are in-person tickets. Uh live streaming is five plus fees, in-person is fifteen plus fees. And I hope to see you guys there. It's gonna be a blast. The last one was amazing. Last show that I performed at, at Littlefield was also amazing. Like the vibe is good. You do need to have proof of vaccination if you're going to be indoors, if you're coming to the show. A negative COVID test is not enough. You have to have had both shots um, to be admitted. Uh, A lot of up top um, stuff, but that's just kind of our new reality right now as we swim through the murky waters of of reopening and what that means for venues and for us and shows and all that good shit. So, yeah, hope to see you guys there. It's going to be a great show. Again, we'll also be live streamed and. It's a blast to be back. It's weird. It's weird. People keep asking what it's like. And I literally just kept being like, it's weird. I don't know how else to explain it. Besides, it's just really weird. Like after, I think it was 15, 16 months of not being on a stage. Uh, but you get used to it, I guess. Um, I don't know. And I mean, I've been indoors a lot now without masks. Um, kind of like what Jeff was talking about last week. Like I I do feel like I've done as much as I possibly can. and. Hopefully that's okay. And hopefully everyone else is doing the same and not lying about their vaccinations or whatever. And we can keep the numbers down. They're the lowest they have been in New York City since we've started tracking uh, since last March. And so that's really, really cool to see, especially after like they're lower than last summer's when they got really low as well. I think we're at like 0.61% positivity rate at this point. And just after the year that we've been through, <laughs> yeah, it's great. But what I, want to talk about more so, not the show, is um, you know, as things and I've talked about this in the past, but I just kind of want to reiterate it and I want to just kind of like, you know, just beat the dead horse with a stick. I don't know. Where you're just like, you're just going over it way too much. Because I think like as the more time that we start to spend in what is supposed to be our old normal, I think it's just really easy to forget that like everyone just went through like the worst year of their lives. Again, I guess I'm just kind of saying, like, I just think that we all need to be, like, super patient with ourselves. And I'm seeing a lot of friends get overwhelmed again because, again, like, at least in New York City, it went from zero to 100 with what the expectations were and what the rules were. And that is anxiety-inducing and that is very overwhelming. And I found myself getting super overwhelmed as well and was like, holy shit, like, am I just going to go back and fall back into the same patterns again? And I just, you know, talked to my therapist and talked to Aaron about it. And that was enough to not be an old pattern, if that makes sense. Just be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm recognizing it. And how am I going to f- fix this or alter what's going on so I don't fall into the same bad patterns? I don't know if bad's the right word, but just necessarily not the best patterns for my lifestyle, for like my health. Like I need very hard boundaries i need for alone time like that is how i recharge and there is no way around that and there is no substitute i have learned like if i have to if i am overwhelmed i have to be like alone in my room uh dicking around on my phone not talking to anyone not talking to aaron not doing any type of work creative or job work i don't know and just like truly zoning the fuck out and not thinking it's the only way or dancing again with no one else alone in my room to a lot of early 2000s pop because it's a great mix to dance to and that's okay you know like I think uh, I don't I don't know if you guys feel the same way but I think in the past I assumed that my recharging had to look a certain way and like so Aaron recharges way differently like he actually recharges with friends um and I, like, I cannot, like, I get fucking depleted. And we actually had a pretty big weekend that was very social. And it was a lot of fun. And it was a lot of go, go, go. And it was a lot during the work week for me as well as, like, hanging out with friends and, like, drinking at bars, like, after work when I would normally would recharge. And so come yesterday, which was Saturday, I would literally, like, t- to Aaron was like, I was like, this is a big week. This was, like, this was a lot for me. I, like, have to, like, zone the fuck out, um, which I did, you know, he, like, I hung out in the room. I hung out in the bedroom. Um, but I think for me, at least, I can't speak for anyone else. It is helpful to now see when you're depleted rather than denying it. And I think a lot of us, especially in like hustle culture and grind culture, really have a good, how do I want to put it, are really good at um, ignoring our personal red flags for our body and our mental health and i say that just because i know for a fact that i have done that in the past there's a good chance i will do it again in the past so how do we stop that right especially after last year and especially after wanting so many things to reopen and 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 start anew how do you balance that and i think the balance is the part that no one ever really talks about they're just like mm, boundaries and balance but no one ever fucking talks about how fucking hard it actually is to Keep those boundaries and keep that balance. And of course, my therapist said something and now I can't remember it. <laughs> great. I think I wrote it down too. And I have no clue where I wrote it down. My favorite thing though is like me and my therapist will be talking about something and she'll be like, oh, that's a breakthrough. She's like, we should write that down. And I'm like, isn't that, isn't that what I'm paying you to do? Like, should, should I be writing that down? I feel like you should be writing that down. My therapist is great though. I do really love her. She wants, I can tell she like wants to be my friend. And I would totally be her friend, too. Like, I want to know so much about her life. I know nothing about her life. And I think most therapists do that. They keep a very, like, you know, like a strict boundary, one might say, on on disclosing their personal life. And I think that's good for me. Like, I I think if I knew more, I just I have the habit of not wanting to talk about myself, which, of course, you're like, how is that true when you're literally talking about yourself right now? but in like one-on-one settings, I get very nervous. I definitely shine either alone or like in a crowd. Um, but one-on-one I get very like tongue tied and I don't like it. And so my defaults and I've done this my whole life. I did this like the first five dates me and ever like went on where I just don't talk about myself. And I ask the other person questions about themselves and people rarely notice it because most people do love to talk about themselves, but because that's not an option with my therapist, uh, I am forced to talk about myself, and it's weird. I get weirded out sometimes. Even like four, five years in, back to boundaries being hard. Again, I guess I'm just gonna say they're hard to set, and they're hard to to keep there. But what's important to remember is that you are worth that work. As I've, you know, been around people that I haven't seen in a long time, in like a very long time since, you know, being able to kind of travel more and everything reopening, I'm starting to see a pattern of people not realizing that they were going through shit and are starting to realize that now. And I think that is even more overwhelming than being than going through shit during last year, but kind of dealing with it. And I don't mean this in any way judgmental. I'm just saying that, like, that's kind of where they are right now is now they're starting to see how not okay they were this past year. And as someone who just did that, it's kind of scary to kind of see like the shell of yourself uh, or finally able to be able to see the shell that you've kind of become. And it's all like, you know, survival tactics. It's all, you know, our bodies react a certain way. Our minds react a certain way. Um, to preserve as much as they can, right? I don't know. I'm not there, but that being said, if you're feeling that right now, and that's the only reason I'm talking about it, because again, you know, and me and Jeffrey talked about, you know, the mental health part is like not really talked about enough. And I am not a professional in any way, shape or form. All I can do is speak for my own example and perspective and that yes in a good part of 2019 before you know shit like hit the fan I was like definitely dealing with depression and anxiety at at in in amounts that I had never experienced in my life and did not understand what it was because I'd actually never really experienced it in that type of way to have it physically manifest in that type of way and mentally just like take over and so you don't realize it you don't understand What's going on? You just think it's something else. But then when you get out of it and you start seeing that, like the first thing I did was almost kind of get mad at myself. It's like, why would you do that? Why would you ever allow someone to talk to you like that, to treat you like that? Why would you ever talk to yourself like that? Why would you ever treat yourself like that? It's almost like the five stages of grief. Like at first there's denial and there's anger. Um, But when you do like finally get to the acceptance of it, really cool changes can happen and really cool, as gross as this sounds, like new chapters can be written. And that's just kind of, again, what I just, why I wanted to just touch on this again, that like, if you are in that moment, you're not alone and everything you're feeling is valid and scary and overwhelming. On top of having to feel Maybe you feel as if you have to pretend you're okay with everything reopening and you're not. Maybe you've had death in your family. Maybe you also got COVID and it was very scary and intense and that scares you with the reopening because you don't want that to happen again. All of those things are very real and valid and scary. And I just guess I just don't want people to feel alone. I don't want it to not be talked about because I do think there's also this, you know, There is this habit of just kind of pushing through it collectively. You know, now it's like everything's reopening. When am I seeing you? When are you having to see family? When are you doing this? When you do that? There's also like this pressure to all of a sudden be doing all these things. If you're not ready, man, you're not ready. I don't know. Like even my parents were like, "When are you coming to visit us?" And I was like, "I'm not comfortable getting on a plane yet." Uh, That is where I stand, Um, and that's true. I the idea of getting on a plane right now is a little scary. I sometimes do get claustrophobic um with my mask on on public transportation and i'll have to catch myself and be like well you know why you're doing it blah 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 but the feeling is still there and you want to respect it and maybe not respect it but acknowledge it because if not you're just denying and why deny these things why deny these emotions and these feelings if by accepting them and acknowledging them you can move forward in a much healthier way in a much more productive way which brings me to, let's bring it around town, to just therapy. I've had multiple people in my life now looking for therapists. Now, and I just, I, I'm going to tell you this, everything I tell them. It's, it changed my life. Um, And therapy can be whatever the fuck you want it to be. There are days where all my therapist is, is just someone that I'm venting to about a bad customer. And there's nothing to solve, and there's nothing to figure out. But just having a person in your life that does know you, but is very like unbiased by the situation, um, is just like one of the most helpful things I've ever experienced in my life. So much so that when I changed my insurance, I still wanted to pay to be with this person in particular. That I find that you know it's just now part of my expenses, and I f- I find it that important. However, it is. Very hard to get a therapist when you don't have insurance and you don't have the means to do that. And I think that's also very important to talk about. There are sliding scale situations, especially if you're going through like a college. And I think actually one of my friends, her therapist of like ten years now, is a was like a student at first, and then when she like graduated or something, it just became like, it was like, yes, I would like to stay with you. Not that that's the answer for everything. Um, everything being just like a student therapist or a therapist in training, but just that there are some options. There's talk therapy, online therapy is also cheaper. Um, There's a couple of apps. I I just don't want you to feel like alone. I don't want you to think that you can't and that talking to someone isn't worth it or worth the time finding someone in your price range that you think is a good fit for you. I think it was Aaron that was like, I think maybe you need to talk to a therapist about this. Because for a long time, I was like, nah, therapy is for like big things. This is such a little thing. And it's like, actually, no, like if it's a big thing in your life and it's a big thing. And to me, it's like, you know, when people are like, you spend a third of your life uh, sleeping. So get a good bed, like invest in a good bed. It kind of reminds me of that. It's like, Don't we just want to be taking care of ourselves to the best, to the best of our ability? And for me, taking care of myself to the best of my ability includes asking for like a lot of help, which also includes therapy. Like to me, therapy is help. Hiring a publicist is help where I get time back so I can recharge. Uh, Things like that. Asking Aaron to do the dishes uh, when he just made the dinner, that like, that's how I take care of myself. And I also think it is a very hard thing to do. I still struggle with it. There was like a month ago. Yeah, I think it was like a month ago where I just really needed like Aaron to go to Target for me and get these like, like cards and like something else. It would just save so much time for me um, and make me not go crazy. And I was just, for some reason, so afraid to ask because I was like, well, then I'm taking time out of his day. And like, maybe he doesn't want to do that. And I did finally ask. And he was like, yeah, of course. He was like, it's not even out of my way. Like always ask, but we, we build up these reasons of being these huge burdens on other people when we really just like aren't. Uh, and again, a great thing to discuss in therapy. Um, It sometimes is not annoying, but it's sometimes annoying when like your therapist out, you'll be like, well, why did I do this? And she'll be like, well, because of X, Y, and Z uh, from your childhood. And you're like, oh, God damn it. And it's also kind of cool to see too of like, you still get to see the process, if that makes sense, of like you. You get to, if you like quizzes that are like those Cosmo quizzes that are like, are you a summer, fall or like a fall, winter, um, then you will love therapy because all it is, it's just about you. Well, I mean, it's a lot more than just about you, but it's about like how things affect you and why certain things, you know, do X, Y, and Z. And I don't know. I just, I really, I really, I really recommend it. Even if you're like. I feel all right. Because I think sometimes when I'm saying I feel all right, I am really not. I also feel like I'm talking fast again. I don't mean to be. But here we are. I'm also not sure how much longer I'm going to be doing solo episodes. They were so important to me uh, this past year. And they have been great for me. And I sometimes feel like that's a little selfish. I think, you know, Awkward Sex and City is advertised as stories and and comedians and people coming on to tell awkward sex and dating stories. And so I don't know. I've been thinking about that. Let me know how you guys feel. It's been something that I've just been wondering if like maybe this is the time to for now retire the solo episodes as this new journey begins for us, whatever the fuck this is coming up. I don't know. And like I'm about to hit the three year anniversary of the show, which is fucking wild how like how guys time flies time never stops this is like not a joke either this scares the shit out of me that in like death i death scares the shit out of me i just don't get it it's because there's no control i mean i do get it, it there's just no fucking control you cannot control when you die <laughs> you cannot control who's gonna die we're all gonna die you can't control time Nor would I want to be able, though, to control time. Like, that's the one that I don't understand. Like, I wouldn't want to control it. What the fuck is this solo episode, guys? I don't know. Maybe this is why I'm like, I should retire the solo episode. But again, I am just going to like, I'm going to end it here. This is a quick one, again, because I just want to say it over and over and over again. If you are freaked out, if you have anxiety from this reopening, if you are overwhelmed, like truly all of us are and I do not want you to feel alone and I want you to know that there are ways to find balance and to set boundaries and I think a lot of us have this past year uh, had to really reevaluate what's really important in our lives and what that looks like and I think a lot of people have realized like myself included that like my time might be the most important thing to me And what does that look like going forward with a creative career and a day job? And how do I balance that to make sure that I'm still getting the quality time that I need literally just for myself while doing all these other pursuits that are important to me? Um, Hustle culture has really, really just like, I think, distorted our minds and what our schedules are supposed to look like. And it's not healthy. In my opinion, it's not healthy. Um. And there really is this also this idea that if you're not busy, if you're not booked 24-7, then you're failing. And I always struggled with that idea as well for a long time of like, oh, if I'm not doing shows like every day, like what does that mean? But now I'm just kind of realized like I just want the quality of life that I want. And sometimes that means not doing shows. And that means things are going to go slower um, to whatever my goals are and then that's okay. And then that is a fair trade-off. And I think, again, just want this episode to be an example of having like, you know, some pretty real conversations with yourself and, and figuring out what is best for you. Cause that's where you have to start for, you have to start with yourself first before you can go forward with anything else. When it comes to like, I feel like with balance and boundaries and things like that. Um, And that you're worth that conversation to have with yourself. You are worth that to yourself and you're worth that to others. And, you know, I also think there's with hustle culture and grand culture, there is this not only imposter syndrome, but there is this idea of unworthiness. That if you are not booked and busy 24-7, that you are unworthy to be booked and busy 24-7. And one of the most Grossest things that I have started to say to myself that's really changed is that like I say I belong here. And I think you should say that too if you're feeling the same way. Um, that like you don't feel worthy. Uh, Cause you are. Your art is important. What you create is important. And even if you're not creating, you're just you, that's what it's important. We don't have to be creating and making co- quote unquote content 24-7 to live a very happy life. And fulfilling life. And I think a lot of us kind of started to figure that out in 2020 when those things were taken away from us. You know, what is our life without art and comedy and all these creative pursuits? What does that look like? What does it look like not wanting to be creative? Like it's not even having those things taken away from you. I mean, the first like six months, I didn't even want to be creative anymore. I didn't know what that looked like anymore. And some days I still struggle with that too. And so what does that mean if you're an artist that doesn't want to create? It just means you're an artist that is taking a break. Like, that's okay. You do not have to be creating 24-7 to be an artist. Um, I blame Amazon and YouTube for that. Um, You know, I'm a millennial, and we've really gotten fucked over in a lot of ways. But something that's cool is that we, we get to say, no to shitty stuff i feel like we get to try to pursue our dreams and i feel like a lot of our family members didn't have that option and while as much as we've been like digged over uh economy wise and and job wise i still think it's cool that like you know we recognize how much this sucks uh how much day jobs suck um that we've said yes to wanting to actually pursue really cool things Artistic, creative, um, and not just be like a cog in the machine where I think, you know, our families just saw like a 401k and company loyalty and retirement. I mean, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to retire. But this all goes back to, you know, us opening up, us revving up, us not being given any real time or instructions on what reopening looks like and how that's just mentally and physically and emotionally affecting us. And While there is no sex mentioned once in this podcast, I just do think it's very important to touch on mental and physical and emotional health. But just like all of these things are connected to like sex and sexuality. And I mean, even just think about what your sex drive was like during this, even now, like even during this as like, I'm overwhelmed from having a day job. Me and Aaron are moving on top of now we have to start wedding stuff, on top of show starting and touring starting. Like, are there are days where I'm like, I can't even imagine having sex. Like, I can't even imagine fucking masturbating. And I'm not used to that. And you have a very high libido for the most part. But when I notice that, I have to be like, oh, wait, what's going on? Why are you not feeling as like sexually in tune with yourself right now? And it's like, oh, right, here's all these fucking stressors. Stress is the biggest orgasm killer it is and it's just something that I think I don't know if it's just a product of like America but we just really when I say meet we I mean like the very like general we I'm just have been taught how to prioritize ourselves and our, our mental health and our emotional health and and I hope we can move forward and move away from that Uh, As we reopen, I just really, really hope that we can continue to check in with ourselves and our boundaries and and that balance. And remember why it's not worth going back to that, like hustle and grand culture and and just remember that you can get overwhelmed. And it's not means that doesn't mean you're failing. You now can recognize it and move forward from there. And have plenty of sex, if that's what you want to do. Maybe you don't. And that's absolutely okay, too. No one's libido is exactly the same as another libido. Um, they're like snowflakes. No two libidos are like. So I think that's another reason why I want to kind of stay away from the full episode is I definitely find myself not talking explicitly about sex. And I don't want to take that away from the listeners that are coming in for that. But again, I don't know. Let me know how you guys feel. I'm going to wrap it up there, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to me again another week down right around the corner from three years and that the show awkward sex and city at Littlefield will be this friday june 18th i can't believe it's the middle of the june the middle of the june it's the middle of june already um and tickets are available for lime oh my god lime streaming for live streaming and for in-person t- tickets and i hope to see you guys there and we will talk next week go masturbate if you want to Go look up a therapist if you want to. Go text your therapist and say, hey, I'm thinking about you. Even though that'd probably be kind of creepy and they'd be like, do you want to talk about this next week? Anywho, I love you guys. Thank you so much.